Hey, my name's Breelan. Welcome to the Throwback Thursday podcast. I'm here with my special guest, Bailey Keels. Um, She's been on the podcast a few times, so she's kind of not really a special guest anymore. Oh. I mean, you still are a special guest, but like you're more of a regular. More. uh, I'll take that. That's kind of an honor. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So. Thanks. Good to to be here. Pastor Sean has made it back from India, and he is in the process of resting (laughs) and getting back to normal life. I went to India last year, and it Mm -hmm. took me, honestly, like a month before the jet lag subsided. What is it, like 11 and a half hours or something? Something crazy crazy like like that. that. But, like, in the traveling process, your body also gets confused because when we came back from India, we spent a night... Or half a day, a night, and then the next morning in London, Mm -hmm. which was also a different time zone. Yeah. And so by the time I got home, I was just, honestly, for a month, I was just so confused. I just didn't know what time of day it was at any point. So anyway, he's resting up. But they had an incredible time in India, and it's uh, so good to have them back yeah back home absolutely so today we're going to continue talking about our series praise and thanksgiving because it's november we're focusing on the word thanksgiving and so pastor bill gave an awesome message on sunday morning i absolutely loved it about thanksgiving and he spoke from second chronicles um 20 and he started in verse 12 but what we're looking at here is israel just feeling really powerless and helpless and hopeless because of the enemy that was in front of them. And they weren't sure how they were going to succeed in this battle, but the Lord gave them some great encouragement that basically said the battle is not yours, but God's. Mm -hmm. And so the king, the king here is Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, however you want to say it. He uh, gave some great encouragement to Israel. And so I want to read that in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. I don't know what verse we're picking up in. Because I didn't write down the number reference. But it's somewhere between <laughs> verses the whole 12 and like 22 or something like that toward the end. But it says they, and it's talking about Israel, rose up early in the morning and went to the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, O Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord your God and you will be established. Put your trust in his prophets and succeed. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire as they went out before the army and said, Give thanks to the Lord, for his loving kindness is everlasting. When they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes and no, set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, <laughs> Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, so they were routed. And I love this. I absolutely love this. And I love the point that Pastor Bill brought brought out. He said that, oh, he said, Israel, they didn't know what to do, but they figured out what they needed to do. They needed to look up and not out. The key to their victory was fixing their eyes on the Lord, not their circumstances. And a change in focus led to a heart of thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love everything about that. But The whole idea of looking up instead of out really, really resonated with me. That's something that has been ministering to me for quite a while now. In about April, March, April, I think I've talked about this before, but I was doing a study with some ladies at the church on Philippians. And the lady who was leading the study, she talked about how 
Paul had joy in the midst of his trials because he had a healthy glance and a healthy gaze. Most of us, if we're not careful, gaze at our circumstances. We gaze at the out and then we just glance up at Jesus. We just glance up. But Paul had it the other way around and that's how we should live our lives as well. We should just glance at what's going on around us. Not being ignorant to it, not acknowledging that it's there, not not acknowledging that it's there, but not giving so much focus to it. We need to set our gaze on Jesus and then just look down from time to time and see what's going on and see what how we need to act and what we need to do. But focusing on Jesus as our everything. And I think that that is so important to victory, to living a life of victory, to experiencing victory in every single part of our lives. And as I was thinking about a battle, and they were facing a literal battle. I was thinking about my life and like what's battling for my gaze right now. And <clears throat> sorry, this time of year I think can be a battle for a lot of people. And even in, I'm talking about the holiday season, even in great times, holiday season normally is really busy. And busyness can be a battle because it tries to steal our gaze. And so if you have different parts of your family that you're going to go see over the holidays and you're trying to figure out where to go at what time and who to hang out with, or if it's just your friends, you know, you have this Friendsgiving planned on this date and this one on this <laughs> date and what casserole are you gonna make here? What casserole are you gonna make here? It has the potential to become a battle. Busyness can become a battle and steal our gaze which I think is something that we really need to keep in check. And so with all of that in mind, how do you think we can successfully fix our gaze up mm -hmm. instead of out? And how can we do that leading with Thanksgiving? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. Um, this is something, it's actually cool that you asked that because I feel like this is something that I've been learning a lot about recently. So this summer, um, I also studied the book of Philippians and I was talking to my friend Morgan um, about this a couple weeks ago. For me, I've been on this, just kind of this long journey um, with anxiety and sometimes it really, uh, kind of can mess with your mind, you know? And I remember talking to Morgan a couple weeks ago um, just about some things that had been really weighing heavily on me. And she was like, babe, like we just studied this, like think back to Philippians. And she was like, you remember the verse, I think it's in chapter four where it's like, um, finally dear brothers and sisters, fix your thoughts on, on this one thing, you know, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is honorable, like fix your thoughts on these things, these things of God. And um, she just kind of explained it to me like this, and I love this visual. She said, I kind of like to picture my mind like a gate. And I was like, okay, like I'm following, like keep going. And she said, so I like to picture it like a gate that's very protected. And if something like enters my mind, that is not right, that is not pure, that's not lovely, that's not honorable, that's not any of those things listed, then I open the gate and I scoot it on out and then I close the gate before it can enter back in. 
And I love that visual because I, I'm just kind of a visual learner. So a picture in mine also like always really helps me. Um, but I feel like that's something that I'm, I'm on this journey with that I'm learning to do is just say like, hey, how can I be this person of Thanksgiving? How can I be this person that has, you know, my gaze up, mm. not out? How can I not get so distracted, even in busyness? You know, yeah. there's like this verse in Psalm, I think it's in chapter 25. It says like, if I keep my eyes on God, I won't trip over my own feet. Mm. And that ministers to me a lot because I'm really clumsy, you know, um, but I can relate to that even just in the hustle and bustle of, of life, just getting a little distracted, not because you intentionally took your focus off, but just because you had so much clutter that was grabbing it that you forgot to set your focus up, Yeah, you know? Um, it's just like easy to become a little relaxed and become a little passive, which is no good. We, we can't do that mm -hmm. if we want to um, keep our, our minds truly set on things above, you know? Yeah. So I feel like for me, that's been a huge thing of just being reminded like, hey, I've got to constantly be renewing my mind. Mm -hmm. And if it's not something that is kingdom focused, if my if I find that my gaze is starting to droop a little, then I need to renew my mind again. And I need to renew my mind again. I need to be filling it with scripture and I need to be filling it with just kingdom related things. And that's how I can live with my gaze up. Yeah. It's just that constant state of renewal. I love that you said we can't be passive. We can't have a passive faith. We mm -hmm. can't enter into salvation, begin a relationship with Jesus, and then just sit back all the time. Right. It takes pursuing him. Mm -hmm. He's pursuing us. He's actively pursuing us all mm -hmm. the time. And we have to engage in that pursuit as well mm -hmm. and continue to get to know him and continue to lift our head. Like we, uh, <laughs> so I've been <laughs> working on getting certified to teach teach group fitness classes and so they keep hammering into us correct form and correct technique and one thing uh in one of the workshops i was attending when we were doing a plank they were like don't let your head drop in a plank because when you're doing a plank you know you just want to like look at the ground like you're engaging all your muscles and you just want to <laughs> let one relax but worst. it's like that's so unhealthy for your neck keep it in neutral spine and so i was just thinking about that like don't let your head get lazy and drop keep it in line so that we can fix our gaze up that's good <laughs> yeah that's a good example lessons from group fitness <laughs> spiritual lessons from group fitness gotta love it awesome gotta love it well if you need some encouragement throughout your week one thing we were talking about earlier as we were discussing this lesson was this song that's so beautiful it's by brian and katie torwalt and it's called praise before my breakthrough mm -hmm. And the whole, uh, well, I screenshotted the lyrics, but I'm using my phone to record, so I can't look at them right now. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the chorus, the lyrics are, I'll praise before my breakthrough and I'll sing before... My triumph. No, till my song becomes till my, my song. Tri yeah, yeah. triumph. I'll sing because I trust you. And that's kind of what Pastor Bill was encouraging us to do these last two weeks. Mm -hmm. Like we sometimes can get really good at praising and thanking the Lord after the victory comes, but praising him it's important to praise and thank him even before the victory because victory is promised to us and even if that doesn't look like what we think it should look like the way that god is going to provide for us and bring us victory in his way is way better than anything we could ever think or dream up on our own so he deserves to be praised and he deserves our thanks 
even before we see promises fulfilled, mm -hmm. even before what we're praying for comes to pass, because just who he is, is worthy of our thanks and praise. So if you need some extra encouragement this week, make sure to check that song out. It's a beautiful song. And we're so excited to see you back here on Sunday. Also, if you've signed up for our Thanksgiving meal Sunday night, we can't wait. <laughs> extra excited about that. Extra excited. Um, it's been so good to have Bailey on the podcast again. Thanks. Thanks Thank you for, for having us. us. Remember, we're right here on Sundays at 945 or 1105. If you can't be here in person, you can find us online at PCBC. Dot TV. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you have an awesome week. And we'll, we'll see you we'll soon. See you. <laughs>